on and get this honey come 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 on and come on come on and come on yeah. come on and come on 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 yeah. come on and come on Hello, everybody, oh. and welcome to another gathering of Wolves in the City. In the city. <laughs> we used to be so much more in sync than that. I don't know whether it's a delay on the internet. I don't think we it's did. It's the delay. I don't, I don't Blame the Zoom. It's okay. It's episode two. We'll, we'll get don't there. Don't say, when I recorded it, I kind of was like, in the end, I was like, oh, oh, how do I sync this up? I can't. It's done. <laughs> It was so out of sync. I was gagging. <laughs> but yeah. You finish the introduction now. Yeah, with your host. Super. With your, your host, host, Lee Gray. <laughs> J-J-R-E-V to the L-O-N. And K-A-R-N-A-G-E-K-I-L-L-S Carnage Kills. Well, hello, Wolf Cubs, and thanks for joining us. We're in another lockdown in lockdown. And <laughs> we are doing another... Um, episode which is remote one in barcelona one in the suburbs and another one in the city and hey ho the <laughs> suburbs i'm in east now bitch you're in, in the east. suburbs bitch yeah. Come on. I'm, in I'm in zone two i'm gonna say i'm in wolfram oh you're zone three i think so it's definitely zone i still three. don't take public transport i might have taken a bus a couple times but that was by force <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm never going to bring up the time where Carlos was late for Pride. Shut just on the part up. of the car. Shut <laughs> up. But literally, I don't go nowhere by my car. You don't know that. You know that. <laughs> go on, Lee. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so how has your week in lockdown been? Anything new? Anything you've discovered about yourself that you'd like to share? Um, <clears throat> I can handle the strength of moving house. Uh, twice so you've moved within in, a you've year. Moved, <laughs> you've moved during the pandemic twice. That's yeah. Why. First time in like super lockdown. Now obviously a bit lighter, but it's like waking up at seven a.m., moving everything from like seven thirty eight, sometimes nine, like today. And um, I accumulated a lot of shit over a year. A when you're in your house shit. every day for a year, Babe, that would happen. That right? is what happens. Like That's I got raclette machine. Like the little French thing with melt cheese with potato, all this random shit. Foot spa. I don't even know how I even end up with a foot spa, to be honest. But yeah. You know what? Anytime I move house, I always realize I have got so much fucking shit. Yeah. That half of half of it I don't even use. Do you know what I mean? But also there's a thing where like my mum will like if she buys a phone, she'll keep the box. Mm. But keep the box for time. So I'm really out here, really like just keeping phone boxes and like boxes for shit that I've paid that I've bought for no reason. Mm. I can't let it go though. So I just I noticed mean, how I, black I was moving house. I moved, I moved house during um, lockdown as well, but it was like the first lockdown. Dang. So it was in April. But like it was probably one of the best things I did because when I was in my old flat, I was living with three other housemates and. I couldn't imagine us all being locked up together for this amount of time. Like yeah. the man I live in now is me and one of my housemates that I was living with before. And like, it's it's a much larger space. We both have our own bathroom. So sometimes it feels like you're sort of living on your own anyway. Um, and yeah. so like, I would say that like moving here has really helped with my mental health. What I can tell you is that Eating has not helped with my mental health. Like, <laughs> I have developed some weird food habits. Like, I was on the phone to JJ last week, and I was saying that, like, I woke up with a pack of Pringles that I was spooning. Um, and, like... And then that, ate the Pringles! And then, so, and, and then I woke up at, like, 7 a.m., and there was, like, Pringles on my cheek and Pringles in my pillow. And I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well eat it. It was like... You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna waste the Pringles. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like how to sell drugs fast, but the what the boy does all the time, he always has a Pringle and he just presses the Pringle in the table and crunches it and just like licks his finger and like take bit by bit. And that's really? the image that I saw in my head. I, I just see you like with a bit by bit, so when I taking the Pringle you, from the um, cheek to the mouth. When we done Asta Aunt Easily, and I was uh, like, okay, boy, D. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. She's she honestly, and it's like, it's so much. Well, 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 well actually, to be fair, it's been very like up and down. So like, since you saw me, I've actually lost weight from there, but mm. I'm like very much, clearly I'm intent on putting it back on because like, <laughs> um, uh, I even like lie to myself about when I've last had a meal so that I can have another what? meal. Do you know what I mean? And, and then and, she tried and to also, give me shit about it because I went to buy no, myself a little kebab. You know I'm so envious <laughs> because I'm really trying to put on weight and it's just like, it's. I feel like it's, no, it's not working. I still that could be I, I one suggestion, same. but... I don't know if the suggestion can be said on the podcast. Shut up. It looks like, <laughs> I, it looks like I need to start sleeping with Pringles. That's what it looks like. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. You need to take up your right hand and reach in the Pringle box. For not, real. Not the it's grinder. True. You need <laughs> the fuck up. You need like pre-meal and post-meals. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And I was also saying that everybody has like put on like 20% of what they were before. Do you know what I mean? So I mm. almost feel like clothing shops should really change the sizes like they should they have should yo-yo size. size they should stay in huh? the standard size they should change <laughs> the standard size because everyone has put on size uh, put on weight so it's like if you were a, a a small you're now a medium but they can class it as small because medium is now large like I just very american oh yeah oh yeah anything's made myself feel better okay. <laughs> i've definitely bought jeans in like um, well, I bought. I tried to buy jeans in like Top Man in America, and it was small. But the waist was so big. Mm, the waist yeah. was so big. It was ridiculous how big the waist was. You so, know, what I learned. I learned this week that I'm actually a strong ass bitch because I've been. Ah! No, seriously, seriously, because obviously you don't know. I'm on my own. Do you get me? Mm. And I have to make sure that. If my food runs out, I don't die, all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been budgeting. I went food shopping today and filled up my cupboards, did my washing, all that kind of stuff, cleaned my room, all that. You know, this like, is I'm adulting. Like, wow. This is like, I know, like, this wow. is adulting. Don't get this me wrong, is like, like I, I, I did buy she a bottle be of moving wine. House. I a bottle of wine to myself and drank it from the bottle. However, Girl, that's adulting. Like yeah, I feel that like is I'm adulting. Talking. Well, do you know that's what adulting. Before we move on, because you, you guys know what time it is, okay? Before we move oh, wait, on, hold I on. just want to say that I'm happy that you're doing that instead Thank of um, starting GoFundMes for things that you should be responsible for as an adult. I'm dead. Um, I don't need to start GoFundMe because Azalea Banks to... followed me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yes, she did! <laughs> I, needed to drop, I needed to drop that somehow. <laughs> she did. Azalea Banks. Banks. Oh. The cat queen. You better tell us to give you the 212. Isn't and it? You know what's so funny because I swear you don't know how obsessed with her I am. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even though I was just gonna say she's borderline. I was just gonna say the cat queen <laughs> followed the cock queen. How nice is that? <laughs> hey. But JJ Revlon, do you know what time it is? Is that JJ's revealing oh no, fuck. It's Revlon's <laughs> revealing <laughs> reviews. Okay. Review. So Bring back my girls! 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 Well, let's get back. Let's get into it. Let's really get into it. I really, I really wrote notes. I've been I really want to know. Beach, I, don't I really want to know, JJ, what your tops and bottoms of the week was. So, top three, in no particular order, was uh, Bimini, 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 Bimini. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, that East End like with the rap, I just loved it. She was very like, I don't know, rock meets rap. I live for it. And then uh, Ginny Lemon, I actually really liked it. I think she played the role really well. Uh, but the winner, uh, Veronica, this thing. I told you Veronica is going to be stepping on them girls next with her unknown name. Well, hold on. To give our listeners the insight into what JJ is talking about, because he's talking about rock stars and rats and blah, blah, blah. This week on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, this was week two. And Ru gave them, which I thought was quite a hard task. He normally does it later in the season, but it was the Rusical Rats. Rats, and the Rusical. I, I love when he does these challenges because it really shows 
who has talent beyond like looking good and doing it good tells makeup. the people who are liars do you know the what people I mean? who big up them chest too much too much that's how it shows <laughs> literally because people are very much i think someone said it to me sorry no, uh, someone said quiet. it to me because I didn't make it through so, the episode. <laughs> oh, well, someone did say it to me that, um, like, someone said they had 15 years worth of experience in, like, um, music or, like, singing. And then the other person turned around and was like, that has nothing to do with you. Like, that's had nothing to do with it. But then you end up going home. So, that's yeah, so, so Veronica <laughs> Green obviously said that she's had you know, tons of experience in, in music and singing. And obviously- I hate it was, when people that always do that. And then, and then it was Cherry, <laughs> but she didn't flop to be fair to her. Oh, she, did Cherry, she did it. She did it. And then Cherry Valentine was like, you know, well, it has nothing to do with this. I would be the, the better person to play that role. And obviously, mm. you know, Veronica Green came in and actually killed it. Now I will say, I was one of those people who was sort of like, um, I don't know if you got what it takes, sweetie, because her looks so far have been a little bit drab. Her personality has been a little bit meek. So I was surprised that when she came out as Veronica Green on stage, she really killed it. And actually, I'm not surprised that you see it for Veronica Green because I'm not going to lie. I see lots of similarities between Veronica Green and your ex, honey. They look like the same person, Chad. Ah, you know what? <laughs> you ain't fucking lying. No shame. <laughs> oh my God. When I, when, I, when, I saw, when I saw the VT for the first time, I literally was confused for one second. Really? I literally thought it was my ex. Oh. It is literally copy-paste. No, it's not. I, I know who you're talking about, Veronica. The one with the glasses. Yeah. yeah, that does not. They look alike. No, no shame. No, Which ex am I talking about, Carnage? Are you talking about the recent ex? What recent ex? Yeah, my, like, my ex that I had glasses. Only, only the one with glasses. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't look like James. No, that looks like James. Bitch. No. That looks like James, sweetie. No, Shout out Snowflake in the building. You look like the, the okay. Okay. green. But Shout the out DJ Snowflake. Okay. But they just with... have the same aesthetic. That's it. No, Go, they look alike. no. Even if, like the, if we were gonna like the make, if we were gonna make, if we were gonna make a Veronica Green biopic, James would be playing her on Lifetime. No okay? shade, as a boy. <laughs> as a boy. <laughs> like I, I, I agree one hundred percent. Like yeah. it shooks me every time it flicks on screen. I'm like, oh, really? oh, it's not James. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's but okay. Cherry Valentine, Cherry Fighter was obviously my bottom. Um, Rue's outfit also was on my bottom list. And Taze, again, on my bottom list. Really? Yes. You know what? The slight caveat to that is that Taze's lip sync carried was amazing, okay? <gasps> oh my God, you are literally the second person that says this and her lipstick was dry. It's no, no! shame. Hold on, it... can I finish my, my comment? And I will oh let you God. respond to the comments if they're on Taze, okay? <laughs> I agree that she, I was surprised that she didn't have as much of a good week as I thought she would, because I thought this would be right down her alley. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, I thought that she killed the lip sync or maybe Cherry Valentine was just really bad. But anyway, I thought that taste really killed the lip sync. I loved all the facial expressions and actually Memories is one of my favorite musical songs. So I was so happy to see that on stage. Memories. Like honestly, killed <laughs> it in my in my in, in, in my mind. So tell me why you think that it was not so good. Because I, it's just all of it. Like maybe I'm putting people on too much high expectations because yes, I know, you are. I know them. You're thinking the same way. No, that but I'm the thing is, I feel like it's like the role. The role was not hard. Really, like, it was not hard. It was mm. literally like handed to her. On a plate. But I'm talking <laughs> about the lip sync. You she, said the lip sync wasn't good. But also the lip sync, I felt like was a bit delayed, very confused, like guessing the words to get the word, like mm -hmm. guessing the word. You know when you listen to a song, you try to sing ahead. That's yeah. what it felt like for me. I didn't think it was good. I think she was stunning, but it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. I think you and might need to rewatch it because I don't know. I will rewatch it, but people were saying like, oh, it's a ballad, it's hard, it's this, it's that. Uh-uh, you're a drag queen. Ballad or Sierra, uh-uh. It's true. It doesn't matter. You should be able to carry Yeah, but should I tell you it. why they say that? I'll tell you why they explain to you 
why they say that it's harder is because most drag queens, if you know, we're 300 episodes into RuPaul's Drag Race, right? And most mm-hmm. of the time when they lip sync, they know they're going to get some up-tempo song. And what we see is, you know, we're, we're sitting there waiting, knowing the person that throws themselves on the floor first is probably the person that's going to make it what through. I'm the saying. person that is going to do cartwheels. But to stand there and just use your emotion and your presence is harder than knowing that you could do what they Latrice Royale done it pregnant. I don't want to hear nothing. Huh? I didn't, I didn't see Latrice Royale done it pregnant. I don't want to hear nothing. I didn't I see Are we body nothing. shaming? Are we no, body no, no, no. She was, Latrice Royale think... done it pregnant. Was, she, got, was she pregnant in a yes. she was actually pregnant? Oh yes. I was like oh child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then they done that ballad. And she killed it. So Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But, but she's a talented queen. And also, she comes from an era, Latrice comes from an era where she would be in the club lit syncing to, you know, Whitney Houston. Yeah, it's Ballad City. You know, Ballad City. Okay. So that is her thing. But Latrice ain't going to yeah. be throwing herself on the floor because she's not part of that generation, like True. the generation okay. that we have in currently. But on, I agree with you. I think on the bottom, Cherry Valentine, I think that I don't remember her. I think that it was no nice shade. that she was able to share her story of where she came from. Um, I don't even remember where she's from. What she was saying <laughs> that obviously she was from a, a, a traveler community and she, she, <sighs> she was, she, where she grew up, it wasn't okay for her to be who she was. And it was nice to hear that. Um, however, she deserves to go. She completely, home. from episode <laughs> one, from her entrance to her leaving, I literally do not remember her like even talking about it and i obviously i think this is also one reason why i write notes because she's literally one queen i always i just always forget mm-hmm. and but it's only week i think two, it's sweetie. so hard because she has such great looks like but it's only when you look two, back <laughs> i know but i feel like week two is already been we already know it's gonna um i think bitches are gonna start crying because they fit every emotion in the first two episodes so i'm gagging for the rest of the fucking season i like yeah. that they said dick this time so shout out to this episode the i think the first episode to stay a dip and not this death drop shit so shout Who out to that dip? uh they're using the do you like death drop oh, okay. it's not a thing girl don't really? make me cancel you Really? Okay, hold on. Stop. 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 Educate Uh, uh, me. Stop. Stop. Oh, go on. For the people that do not know who are listening to this podcast, who watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK, can you please explain why you believe or why it is not the case that death drop is a thing? Death drop is not a thing because when you do a deep, no one dies. Maybe if you what died when you did, maybe that's a death drop. But until then, if you did, period. No. So no. in the in so the world community, so when you do okay, when on. you do the dip, you know the one uh, yeah. one leg is folded behind, the other leg mm-hmm. in the air. It is called a dip. That's what it is called. A dip. D I P. So what's D-E-A-D. offensive about death drop though? What? It's offensive to the culture. Oh. It's called a dip. Just say dip. It's D I P. Why is it to add two words? So who started make... death drop? I, I, someone who died. Maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> when they did the dip, but it's not called the death drop, it's called a dip. Thank you. That was really good. Right. See, and the, that. see, and the thing is, like, this is right. Let me just keep my mouth shut, yeah? I just eat my old man. But death drop has been really popular, popularised by RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so, like, I didn't even know that it was... I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race for a long time, and I've also been to you know, balls with you. And I didn't realise that it was a word that the ballroom community didn't use. Despise. Or despise, even. I swear that's... But that's... They use death drop in polls, don't they? No. No. They don't? I've never heard... Do they say dip, though? Yes. Do they? Okay. Yes. Okay. Calm down. I'm a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And again, lastly, I don't like a horror. I feel like this is going to be every episode. She's so tired. Oh, I like her. She's keeping the show no. moving. She's keeping no, it going. She's got a very um, spicy mouth, which I can appreciate. Um, but I like the I like these episodes because it, it you know it starts to thin the herd and get rid of the dead wood. And so now we thin get the, to okay. see <laughs> who is really good. Also, just a disclaimer before we move on to the next segment. 
Wolves in the City watched RuPaul's Drag Race with the best intentions. <laughs> and we believe that every queen is good enough to be on the show. We only decide to put it in because we are fans of the show and we're fans of yours. And everybody gets to put their two cents in, so we get to put our three cents in. Good luck. Okay, so moving on to the next segment, gag <laughs> of the week. <laughs> What's the tea? Gag of the week. So I've been seeing in my stories, and I'm sure you've been seeing on your social media platforms as well, uh, our brothers and sisters <laughs> promoting It's a Sin, saying, you know, mm. that it's uh, an amazing show. So I was sort of like figuring out, what is this show kind of thing? Like, there's so much content at the moment, and I'm sure we're all watching so much TV. I've got into this really good show called Bling Empire, which we can try and talk oh, about if we don't God. run out of time. Um, but It's a Sin. So and, and so It's a Sin, if you don't know, is a show by Russell T. Davis, who brought us Queer as Folk back in the day. I know that Carnage is a a fan. And I used to like my little gay heart, seriously. And (laughs) It's a Sin follows three gay men as they move to London in the early 1980s and end up renting a flat together, which they call the Pink Palace. They live a life of sexual freedom and experimentation. Sounds like Carnage's Friday night for a time. And Wednesday. And Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> but the, the arrival let me finish let me finish but the arrival of a mysterious illness uh, said to spread among gay men changes everything let's play you a little clip from the show it's not fair every time we go out it's this shit the whole thing is a pack of lies no but that man Pete he said he met this man who said he was oh he said she said they said they're always saying something but do you want to know the truth do you know what it really is AIDS it's a racket it's a money making scheme for drugs companies do you seriously think there's an illness that only kills gay men it can calculate that you're gay and kill you but no one else Hmm. what about bisexuals do they only get sick every other day and they say it's a cancer but you can't catch cancer cancer is not a thing that can get caught it's not like a cold or a cough, it's cancer. It doesn't transmit. Because imagine it, gay cancer. How is a cancer gay? I mean, what does it look like? Is it pink? Where is it? Is it in the wrist? I mean, for God's sake. You get all these stories and all these rumors and all these nightmares because that's what they want you to think, that lot. They want to scare us and stop us having sex and make us really boring, basically because they can't get laid. That's the truth. Because according to them, how does it work, this AIDS thing? Okay. They say it's spread by poppers. They say it arrived from outer space on a comet. And they say that God created it to strike us dead. They say it was created in a laboratory to kill us. They say it's the Russians. They say we got it from the jungle. They say it's caused by friction. They say it's in the spunk. They say Freddie Lakers read it when he introduced cheap flights. They say there's one patient zero spreading it wherever he goes. They say it affects homosexuals, patients, and hemophiliacs. Like, there's a disease which has targeted the letter H. Who's it going to get next? People from Hartlepool and Hampshire and Hull. Don't you see what- if you If you um, recognise that voice, you would be right. It is Ollie Alexander from Years and Years, uh, who plays the main character, Richie Taser, in this series, a young gay man from the Isle of Wight, who believes AIDS epidemic is nothing more than a money-making scheme for drug companies. Um, Now, the show has brought back some painful memories of the AIDS pandemic, and a lot of the queer community who lived through that time have shared their own painful memories of the crisis on Twitter, while younger viewers have appreciated the opportunity to be educated about the early impact of the disease. I just wanted to read out this tweet before we sort of get into some of the questions mm-hmm. about the show by um, someone called Patrick Strudwick, who was the LGBT editor at Buzz News. His at is at Patrick Stud. Um, but he tweeted that most people have no idea what it was like to be young plus gay in the 80s and 90s when straight friends were holding hands in the playground and I was in gay bars where there were gay guys in wheelchairs with KS on their faces. The first man I fell for had AIDS. That was my adolescence, hashtag it's a sin. He followed up by saying, and being a child, 12, 14, and knowing you were gay at that time meant knowing you would very probably, would very probably die of AIDS. I barely have the words to describe how crushing that was. Few straight people get that and few under 40s, as in queer people from the under under 40s. Mm. Um, If COVID is your first pandemic, you're lucky. Hashtag it's a sin. 
So mm. that's Ooh, definitely something that was that said of a heavy heart, boy. Yeah, a very heavy. That's heart. why there was lots of tweets, but I I felt like his one really sort of <laughs> hit home because mm. you know, um, and we'll talk about that. But um, one thing that I probably wanted to kick off the segment with is obviously saying that this is the content that we definitely need because it's, it's stuff that we don't get to learn about in schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that we value the history and the people which made it possible for us to be who we are? I think that he was right to call out the under 40s because we don't mm. really know. We all feel like we're the first person to have this struggle where actually mm. there are so many other people that did so you tell me your sort of thoughts on it's a sin and what he said i need to i've watched obviously the clips and i really like the clips no i I haven't seen it either i haven't seen it either we we will talk about on the show when we've all watched it but yes i I really do want to watch it because it does because queer as folk for me as well um was it was just a big part of my life i'm not gonna lie you know i remember being young young i can't i don't even remember how old i was but i was young and sneaking and watching that do you know what i mean just to be able to see two guys together and whatever because mm. obviously we weren't taught those things those things especially being black as well you know you're not going to learn about that in your household it's not accepted like that in a lot of black families you know so growing up for me that was a big escape and I just think that it's definitely important for shows like this. I just hope that it's getting, the message is getting to the correct people as well. Because for instance, yeah, okay. In the, do you say 1980s? It would have been, yeah, it would have been hard to um, be gay, black, openly Mm -hmm. gay and stuff like that. But I feel like we don't, I can't get out what I'm trying to say because it's like people need to know that being black gay in general is hard. I was talking yeah. to a friend the other day and he was like, and this is a DL guy. Yeah. And he was like, um, you know, but how are you? Because a lot of people don't really know, but black gay men have this almost dark cloud over their life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And mm-hmm. That's something I feel like is not talked about enough, but it's true because even as gay people, we're, we're, loving, we're lovely people, we're bubbly, we're happy for the most part, but there is this dark cloud over our lives and it started from things like the AIDS pandemic. Do you get what I mean? We're not being funny. Even from watching things like polls, people are just left to die. Mm. I remember well, there's also, there was no, there was no uh, understanding of this like virus. Everyone just, everyone just knew it was like the gay community. There was like mm. nothing. We don't really appreciate our history. Because also, there's also actually a lot of history but in it's not, Lond- it's London not. itself as well. But mm. around the AIDS like pandemic and um, like the first hospital, I think it's near Warren Street, where you used to work, Lee. I think we went to that station once or twice. But around there, there's um, this old chapel, which used to be connected to this big church which was like the biggest like i think hiv and aids like hospital wing in like the uk or some shit and they had like a whole exhibition and until i saw this exhibition which i just stumbled upon i stumbled upon um that's when i could really see like how deep it is and also like there's people in my house who'd be like no one can tell me shit i survived the aids pandemic that's how they think about it because it's so huge and all of them are uh from new york but that's how they see it. They're like, mm. I survived this, I survived this. I said, like, that's how it's seen. But I don't think we do. I think it's very much, we always think our generation is the generation to get the, the worst. I don't and believe that, you know. I do. And we, and we don't. We don't. I feel, like, I feel like it's not that we don't appreciate. I feel like it's like, we're kind of just left. It, I, it's so hard to explain, but I just feel like we're just kind of, Unless I say we, I talk about all of us. I feel like you're just not I think you're people. trying to call me old. Not you. No, I'm talking about as like gay people. Us as people. Okay, yeah. Yeah, us as yeah. So it's like unless we go looking for our history, we're not taught it. Mm. We're not taught it in school. We have to figure a lot of things out. So it's almost like every generation we're starting from scratch. Do you get what I, I mean? 
Yeah, but I feel like if you're in the, I, I don't know, maybe I'm talking from a black gay perspective. Sometimes I feel like I'm privileged because my first gay club was a black gay club. I had a DJ be like, don't mix with those people, they're bad news. Mm. You know, See, so it was kind of, I, I had that. And also my first gay film or uh, thing I watched was not um, Queer as Folk. That's not where it connected. There was Noah's Ark. That was mm. the connect for me. See, but Noah's Ark was literally of... like, literally the group of friends I've I have now. It. Yeah, I've watched Noah's Ark, but that was before my time. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it's I, so I, sick. I, I get excited by that. But, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to be dismissive of anything that either of you are saying. I think that the people in your house that have made those statements are correct in what they're saying. And I think, Carnage, you're right in terms of, you know, it being harder for the Black gay community in the UK. And that's because a lot to do with the culture of our community and people not feeling... L- confident enough to be themselves but what I sort of wanted to focus on is more of the fact that like we're all been given the opportunity to be sexually liberated in whatever way we want be able to sleep with whoever we want and and go out to clubs and go home with guys or meet someone from Grindr and not have to worry about the fact that you may die from it Mm. and that is that is something that I think that not that we take for granted because I don't think it's something that should be phrased that way because straight people have been able to do that from the dawn of time yes and haven't had that so I don't want that but what I am saying is that you cannot ignore the fact that that did happen in the 1980s Mm. and at the end of the day like we obviously now live in a time where you can get a 24-hour HIV test and mm. you can you can protect yourself from certain STIs or STDs. But and there's better drugs I, out there for people who but, have it as well. But I take lot, religiously. But hold on, hold on. A lot of the reason why we have that is because of the people who really fought for those things mm. from the 1980s and onwards. So what I mean is, do you think that we give those people what they deserve and the appreciation? that we should, they should really get from us to allow us to live in a place where we can be black and gay and meet someone from Grindr and go home with them after a club. No. Mm, I hate you. That's no, true. we don't. At all. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no, but because, because I feel like there's more to unpack, but no, you are right. But I feel like there's more to unpack than just a clear cut. No, we don't show appreciation well but then okay but then how do you think that we show those people because i don't even know who those people are and i've never tried to no but i've never tried no but i've never tried to have you but also but when we're looking it should be a part of our history why is it not a part of our history this is what i feel like also but in the last like i think in the last two to three years there's been more conversation around like trans people have passed before us and the work that they've done now (laughs) then it was 10 years ago when I was shaking my ass in Bootylicious. Underage, before the security got there. You know, we're only now talking about trans people who have done the work. We're Mm. only now putting it in everywhere and exhibitions and even pose. All these shows are late. Mm. (laughs) Because we don't don't give it the, we don't, we don't. We don't at all. But it's, it's, it's not, and also to caveat that, you know, part of Carnage's point is that it's not just, it's not just, the fact that we haven't seeked out that content, the mm. opportunities for that content to be made exactly. haven't always been there. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, what, I'm exactly saying, what, I'm what I'm saying is that there is responsibility on both sides. Do you know what I mean? Like I've yeah. said this many of times. I learned from do I learned how to douche from my friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. After I'd already been fucking for however long, you know, I think I had lost my virginity probably like several months before I learned how to douche. Do you get me? And it's like, mm. those kind of things, anal hygiene, gay sex, all them kind of things, they need to be taught in schools, in my opinion. You're teaching straight sex and having sex education. People are gay. Some people that don't even get straight sex. I feel like my year was the last year to have an actual, well, like, I got sex. sex education in school. Did you? Yes. That's rare. That's so rare education. in the school system. 
Yeah, I had I had sex education, but it was very like it was like sex education light. Like literally, we, it was so like, light. Like everything light. that they were talking about was things that we already knew. But I also I kind of want to come back to this sort of idea of the fact that like you know our the ability to have um, sexual experiences without fear. You know, if you if you're if you're following sort of the advice that you're, like. you're giving, because like. What I will say is that, like, if we think about the, like, pandemic that we're in right now mm-hmm. and we go back to, like, March and people not really knowing what the coronavirus is and then people were actually staying in their house because they thought that, you know, they didn't know whether their cough would turn into, you know, something right. much worse. And mm. then, actually, we realised that a lot of people were recovering from it and that actually it didn't affect people so much in our age group, especially if you didn't have underlying health issues and it mostly affected people of a certain age and mm-hmm. even some of those people were living and actually the amount of people that were dying um in comparison with the population of where you lived was quite small but could you mm-hmm. imagine having unprotected sex with somebody which i'm sure we've all done at some point right and really and and um <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say is, is that how to be a hoe? <laughs> so don't act, don't act brand new. Um, <laughs> excuse me, bitches. Does this time, does it look like the time to be giggling? I am brand new. Can we have All some right, quiet in the classroom? Thank you. Can you imagine having unprotected sex with somebody and then? Getting the flu like we all have, or getting the cold like we all have, and just thinking you're going to die? Bitch, I, I used to cry every time I had bareback sex. And this was like when, because obviously I remember the time, um, I feel like it's only literally just recently that people have stopped saying, you know, oh, if you're black, you're going to get HIV. I feel like it's Mm. only just recently because I remember going to the clinic a couple of years ago and it's, oh, you're at high risk. Do you get what I mean? Before PrEP and there was PEP and all that. Do you get me? Before that, I used to be terrified. So Mm. it's it's even, even the being able to have sex without fear it's only recent. And even then, they're still fair. But I've also been like, if I haven't done, if I haven't had sex in like six months, right? And it's like, I've had a test before and then in that period of like five months, I get a test at the end and I haven't done anything. My heart still hyperventilates. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Waiting yeah, for the test to come back. That's, that's, because that's very, like, that's very different. Very... Back then, I wouldn't even, I think I would just always have my backup. Mm. all the time anyone I met I would always have my backup because yeah. if I yeah if I sneeze or I coughed or anything people say that now I know stories of people who've, whose parents have said it to them they've coughed on the phone and they've been like oh so it still it still exists what? but no what? I will be I wouldn't I can't think of it at all what I'm saying is that small small fear that you have then or that you have JJ that you've had or your friends have had and I know to you, it feels a lot bigger, but that small, small fear that you had then, can you imagine comparing it to like what they were living Nothing. with in the no. in, at that time where like people were in wheelchairs and a lot of your friendship group were dying? No. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even like, and, and that, it blew my mind when I watched Pose as well, because I can't even contemplate what that, lifestyle must have been like and also like you know even now people who had you know who who have had covid or whatever you know mm. some of the some people have shunned them and they don't want them to come to their house so can you imagine like just being gay and people just shunning you because they just assume that you have a disease and you I know mean, people, like, people run with shit as well so i yeah. can only imagine what it was like mm. in that and I remember like when I was, you know, and it, it, you know, it was quite a while after then, but I remember going out um, when I was 16 to places like heaven and, and similar to JJ, my experiences were first in the black community. And there was just such this distaste and anger towards people that had HIV. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah. people used it and weaponized it against people, you know. Like nicknames and everything. Yeah. Like and it was now, bad. It was bad. It was like, really bad. I feel like now, as I said um, earlier as well, like I feel like only now people with HIV, HIV, HIV are starting to obviously um, be more vocal about it. 
you know, obviously because people are now becoming undetectable and stuff like that, you know, whereas before people would hide it. Mm. Well, also people back in, well, in the same club scene we're talking about, yeah, people would try to hide it and like trust people, but then it's just, it will get around. Mm. It'll be like good, it, it became like good gossip, essentially. Yeah, because like, it's who almost did like... Who didn't? It was like this, it was like this, disgusting, disgusting. But it's almost mm. like I own you, I can weaponize it against you. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to cross me because I have something over you that will end yeah. your whole reputation and your life. Uh, you know, and so, and so, yeah, it was, it was, you know, looking back on that and seeing where like the gay community is now and all the campaigns that people have done to take out the toxicity when it comes to mm. HIV and understand get people to understand what it actually is. And yeah. also having people like, you know, we've had Mark Thompson on the podcast who have lived with HIV for such a long time and have lived a, you know, a, a, a well, you know, thriving, amazing life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amazing. So, like, so I just, I just, I and as I said, it wasn't that long ago. It was 2008, which was only, mm. you know, 13, years ago so oh no more than that sorry oh my god how was my the 13 years, <laughs> 13 years 13 years ago not how old am i <laughs> 13 years ago um so yeah no i i i it is a you know to sort of round it off i think that we haven't watched the show yet but from the clips that we have watched and to see the fact that they have chosen to air this show during a pandemic as well mm. i think will allow people who may have had negative views so there are going to be a lot of people who were alive in the 1980s and the 1990s watching this and had yeah. their own ignorant views to people mm-hmm. who had it's that have H- hiv and aids hopefully this show will humanize that's the word i was looking for humanize mm-hmm. the experience of gay people that had to endure not just the disease itself, but the response from the media, the government mm-hmm. and the community on, on HIV and AIDS. <laughs> okay, so just wanted to end the gag of the week with a little advice from the wolves. And this is gonna be a little bit different from Dear Carnage because I just figured that like, you know, we all were talking about we're in different spaces and places with our family. Um, And, you know, I realize that there are going to be a lot of younger people that are listening to this who have been alone during the pandemic and don't have a safe space to go to anymore. Obviously, those physical spaces are closed. So what can they do to feel connected to the community? JJ Revlon. Um, What did I say? Connected to the community. Um, if you like social media, I would start muting bitches. <laughs> Only have people that <laughs> put positivity or positive energy or, you know, escapism content. Start following places that you want to follow. Uh, there's classes and stuff out there. Um, of If you want to come to my Vogan classes, they're every Wednesday, every Sunday. So, and it's my Patreon. So just, you know, DM and all of that. Um, but just try to get in stuff, get in a group, obviously listen to the podcast and try to connect and reach out. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think you just have to turn your lifestyle virtual. Like you really have to be really committed to zooming and facetiming friends instead of like just picking up the call like me and we actually we i think we facetime the most i think my mom is second on the list but we face yeah, up all, I like all the time on the toilet like she always calls me a facetime and i'm like girl i'm toilet. riding a bike <laughs> he's always on his bike, skateboard away <laughs> always on the I'm... skateboard but yeah like i think you just have to start becoming more virtual essentially and also think? don't feel like i'd like Maybe it's just because of who I am, but I never feel like I'm disturbing anybody. Like, well, answer my call now. Of course you don't. And then I call you back and you're like, <laughs> no, I'm busy. <laughs> like I wasn't busy. Like I was just waiting, sitting on the side. I'm not disturbing anyone. Call. Let's chat now. What are you doing? That's so important. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of that. So just really getting really into like seeing people's faces and shit like that. Like I also FaceTime my mom a lot. Like I feel like I've now become one of those people that will call their mom on FaceTime in the airport. 
on the Apple yes. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes. Listen, I've always literally... been like that, though. Like, I've always I don't been FaceTime. FaceTime everyone. Carnage, mm. any advice for people who want to feel connected to the community during the pandemic? Well, I can't really give advice about going against... <laughs> well, me, it kind of... It I'm casting it as work, yeah? Because I've obviously been planning shoots and video shoots and stuff like that um, and things that I'm doing. So I've been getting, like, a team of people together and reaching out to... And with me, all my... So you're telling people there. to meet up? No, no! <laughs> She said in the beginning, I can't tell you to go against the her, her. That's what she you're said. No, yeah. That's for work purposes. That's for work purposes. No, you're allowed to support bubble, by the way. You are allowed to support bubble. If you, if you know, just to caveat that, if you are somebody that is really suffering and you do need human connection, then, you know, definitely stick to the guidelines. I have to say that because we are a public podcast mm-hmm. and we do believe that yeah, disclaimer. Stick make stick sure you speak to the guidelines. Go to the government.org.uk yeah. and make sure you're doing the right thing. <laughs> however, you so much. However, even like, on top of that, people who are homeless, um, please do reach out. Um, and I also you, if you're homeless, right how direction. are you listening to this? <laughs> you don't know. Some girls be homeless <laughs> and they got iPhones. Some people get made, get made homeless and have iPhones. Oh, if anyone knows anyone that's... Uh, that I'm homeless and outside and I'm going to listen to Wolves in the City. Actually... You just never know. Oh, that's a lie. Okay, so anyway, I was going to say um, <laughs> definitely I agree with JJ. JJ um, definitely try and make your life more virtual. There's his voguing class that you can join. Um, I did a podcast called Anthems Podcast, which um, we did a Pride Month, and it's a podcast of five-minute monologues and uplifting content that you can listen to from the queer community. Next month is LGBTQ History Month, so we'll be sharing um, virtual events that you can attend, um, which will be running throughout the month. We'll do some research for you. And also, don't forget, you can always DM us we might okay. not get back to you for a couple of days, but I'll get back to you. I'm okay. You know that that response is coming eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually. Because sometimes, um, yeah, it really yeah. do go into the request, and I really don't be checking that box. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't be checking it. It's, My requests are mad as well, so it's just like um... if you're cute, me my FaceTime. <laughs> She's gonna get loving in the lockdown. <laughs> Love it in, in the lockdown. <laughs> Let your love lock down. Your love down. Um, okay, let's move on to the next segment. I like that. That was cute, guys. So, dear Carnage, it's time for you. It's your turn. It's your turn. Okay. I need to have. I need to have my own theme song. Like, dear Carnage, dear Carnage, dear Carnage. Well, do you want to record that and send that? Do you want to record that and send that? Um, okay, so no, it's question... gonna be like, hold on, wait, no, no, no. Do you know who Miles J is? No, no, oh, forget it then. Sorry. All right, go on. Not down with okay, the so question <laughs> for Dear Carnage from Anonymous I've broken up <laughs> with my ex, however, we're still living together and I can't afford to move out. The environment is toxic, but. My industry has been ravaged by COVID-19, so I don't think I can get a job. So I'm not sure what to do. What do you think, Carnage? I think that you should split the house 50-50. He take one side, you take How do you know they're not living in a studio? Oh, shit. Okay, so do you know what? I can only give advice on what I've actually done because I've been in this situation, yeah? How do you know the bed's not in the kitchen? Let me just give my scenario. Me and my ex, we used to have a place together. And then when I decided that I didn't want to be in a relationship no more, obviously it was both of our place. So I still stayed there for a couple months. And then I decided the energy was just too much. And then I left and I went to stay somewhere else. But if you can't do that, then I don't really know what to tell you. You might have to put up with it. Just don't kill him or them. Just don't kill him. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it gets like that, you know. Oh. Yeah, true. It's, you said, "Oh, you were really <laughs> feeling that when you said that." <laughs> um, uh, what can, what's my best advice? Uh, maybe I think the only way is to try and find 
a friend mm. that you can stay with. Yeah. That kind of like understands your situation and is like, I've got you kind of thing. I think that's the that's the best you really can do. If you're like queer, obviously there's like outside project and stuff like this that you can talk to, they may be able to help. Um, if you're straight, I don't really know those organizations, but I think the best, that's the only thing. The only thing is either to go into survival mode and try to you know, get your money up and, or try, you know, as, that don't work, you know. It could you know do. I'm, I'm like, gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some real tea. I think I watch too much films that tea. end up like that, like abusive relationships. Do you know what? Yeah. They break up and then. Because I can actually, I can actually give this proper tea because it's not a for me. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. You're gonna think to yourself, "Let me get my peas up. Let me just stay here, get my peas up, and then boom, move out when I'm ready." Yeah, that shit don't work. It don't work. The, the toxicness and the energy will do more damage to your mental health and break you down more than you trying to better yourself while in that situation. I feel like if you really want to be better off, you have to just cut, cut it off. You have to cut the relationship off. So no matter if you have to end up in a hostel, no matter if you have to end up somewhere, if it's better than not with that person, then you're better off. You hear me? Mm. Okay. I hear that. I oh, think you that... better come through, Carnage, today. <laughs> I think I think that you I think you use the word toxic, and toxic can mean a whole bunch of different things. And so I cannot tell you with good conscience to stay there because I don't know what you mean by yeah. toxic. But what I do know right. is that you need need to prioritize and protect your mental health by any means mm. necessary. And so for you to send in a question means that you are at a point where you just need help from anyone mm. really, because you don't know us um, intimately, you know, mm. for, for, for you to want to seek advice from someone you, that you don't know. And sometimes an advice from a stranger is, is better, but you need to protect your, your mental health by any means necessary. And what I do know is that as much as your pride and your ego may be telling you to stay where you are comfortable, that mm. hostel, that mm. hostel, that hostel with the bed bugs Ooh. is going to be better than no staying in that toxic situation. And queuing up and going for um, universal credit is going to be better than relying on somebody who knows that you're in a vulnerable position because you don't yes. have work yet. And you know they know what? that oh, your God. options are limited. So protect your mental health by right. any means necessary. And so if that, I know that this sounds very much like, you know, you do this, then you do this, and it's much mm. harder than, mm. than when you're actually in it and doing it. What I'm telling you is, is that that person is not the answer and that situation mm. is not going to get any better. Do you know what? If, like, yeah, no, like I no. think if you can, if you can, like, if there's, <laughs> it's cut, it's cut you very much. <laughs> no, say, get, get your life. I just wanted to say, like, I know this is like this is probably like the dumbest. This is no, it's not. I don't think. But if you literally have any way of like just owing friends money, so you can just get yourself out there, or anyone no, that will support you. No, I think what people. Well, I think I always have a saying of like, well, my grandma always said this to me. If you give it away, if you can afford it, you give it away, don't ask for it back. Mm. That's how I kind of see that. it. Not everyone has that mentality. True. And the oh, thing is, is that when, like you, when you are in that position, yeah, because I, and I, I've been literally in that position. Yeah. So when you're in that position and if you're like me, unless I'm dead on the ground, I ain't asking no one for nothing. Unless mm. I'm dead in, yeah. I, and I'm not going to say that it's not the hardest thing that you will do because it probably is. At the time, it will feel like it as well. It feel like the hardest thing that you've ever done in your life. And there will come a moment where you'll be at your lowest, your lowest, to the point where you may not even want to be here no more. But I'm, I cannot sit here and say that my life and my mental health is not better now. Fair. And this is like Fair. three weeks after being by myself. Do you get what I mean? Mm. I get up sometimes and sometimes I want to cry. But that's fine. That's okay. Life's fucking hard. Mm. But my life is now better because I don't have the people playing with my mental health anymore. I'm literally building myself up every day. Yeah, I might struggle 
or finances might not be where I need them to be. I need that needed to be there. But you know what? Everything I own is mine. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Drops phone. <laughs> Literally. But also, I I would I would always I always gagging. say this. I, I always <laughs> say this to people as well. It's a, another one from the leave self-help book that may come out one day, you know. Um shame, <laughs> shame has a price. And most people can't afford it. So Ooh. if you're in that situation, you can't afford shame. Mm. No I've been shade. In that, I've, I've been in that situation where I really don't want to ask that person because my, my you know, my ego oh, well, and I don't want to be... Pride. My pride, pride, I just yeah. can't. You yeah. don't have the enough money to right? afford shame. For okay? me, all so right. It's, I choose death then. I choose death. <laughs> like, literally, like, um, like, Lee used to say that to me all the time. Like, if there was, like, a gig and, I, and the fee was something and I wanted, like, more, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can ask them. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, are you rich? Are you rich? Mm-hmm. Are you rich? <laughs> and I'd be like, no. He'd be like, then why do you have pride? You're not why rich you... enough to have pride. We're not rich enough to have pride. Pride comes at a cost. It We're comes not. at a cost. I, I say I say the same thing to people who um who are scared to ask for a pay rise. Okay, I'm confused. Why <laughs> why are you? Oh, I just I just don't feel like I should be asking. Why? Where does why? that come from? Let's unpack that <laughs> because you can't you can't pay bills with that. Mm. Okay, and you got more responsibility. And you and as we point. get older, as you are experiencing carnage. Mm-hmm. The bills start to bills that you didn't even know. I'm scared to existed. open my mail. I open my mail like this with one eye. There you go. <laughs> Just there you open go. my mail. The, the government better not yeah. pay with me. The thing is, yeah. if it's not I, a car ticket, they want me to pay 300 pounds to service my car, or they want me right. to pay 50, 40 pounds for tire and all that. Listen. This is why we can't have too much pride. But in the same breath, like, yeah, it's the same. Like, this is also the first time you really paying rent. I paid rent for a year when I was in uni, but I don't think that really counts. But as an adulting and, like, paying down the... Like, I had to pay down the hefty deposit. Yeah. And, and you know, you're like, shit, this is a lot of money coming out of my account. But, yeah, it just feels so great that everything is mine. Like, that yes. really resonates. Full, yeah. I mean, full independence. Like, everything you know I mean? costs like, money. Everything. Don't get me wrong. Everything. At the end of the month, I cry, but oh, when the bills, when the bills literally, due. I'm scared for my light and um and all of them things. Like, praise to Jesus that my water is attached in my rent price because I will gag mm. if it was like separate. It's, mm. it's on different adulting, days, sweetie. It <laughs> is. Where, where, where is the That's next why you have, to, you have to get your bills all around the same time. Literally, yeah. please ask it for the same day. No, don't take it on the fifth. I need it on the thirty first. Mm. It's very this. It's I, crazy like, to me. I don't know. Like, do you know, I, today, I, I do know what I've done? Wrong. I've started adding God. Barclays notifications to my phone, which I absolutely hate. But I forced myself to look at what money's coming out of my account. So, like, I'm oh. subscribed. I'm subscribed to everything on 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 the on the planet. For some reason, since we've been in the pandemic, I just want to subscribe to everything. So constantly, four ninety nine for this. $5.99 for this. Nah. $14.99 for this. And I'm like, I don't need to be subscribed to... No trials. Why am I still subscribed to Disney? I don't want Disney. <laughs> oh my God, I just undid mine. I literally undid that. And then they fucking put out Mandalorian season two. Mandalorian <laughs> season two. And now I'm like upset because I'm like, I need to make a conscious choice of, do I pay the $6.99 again mm-hmm. for the Disney for the one... For the one, for the one thing. I need to subscribe yeah. to some things. No, do you know what? I can't do the whole subscribing stuff, but what I have done, literally since being by myself, is I literally budget all the time. And I thought I, you were going to say piracy. I, no. <laughs> no. Who don't do I that? Budget, I budget all the time. <laughs> like, okay. I'm thinking about every time before I, make a, before I make a purchase on anything, I will sit down and I'll write out all my things all over again just to make sure that I'm not missing nothing. Today, I ran, out the of I, I ran out of food. I didn't even realise. So I had to pick myself up this morning and go shopping and do a food mm. shop and sit yeah. there and budget there and write that. Uh, look, hold on, wait. Where is it? Right now, the oh. eggs two ninety nine. Because it's all that. It's all <laughs> No, I ain't got my list. 
Anyway, I wrote a whole list and I checked. I was there like this with my cousin in there, getting it. <laughs> Don't play with me. Come on, Santa well, Claus. Welcome, <laughs> Carnage, to the world of adulting. Sounds like. Okay. I don't, like, I don't like it. Can I? Can I? Um, no, refund? there is no refund. Wow. No, not a and refund. I hate to tell <laughs> you, it just gets worse from here. Mm. But here, girls, okay. I think that was a great, great episode, and that brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> So, if you have any other Dear Carnages, feel free to DM Carnage because he loves that. Or send an email to wolvesitcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want a little bit more of me, then also feel free to DM me or message me at Instagram, Lee Gray underscore. And me, J-J-J-A-Y-J-A-Y-O-E-V-N-O-S. And of course, K-A-R-N-A-G-E-K-I-L-L-S, Carnage And my wolf pack. Next time, tune in for another episode of... Wolf is